Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is Relentless Daring, live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. And thank you to those of you who are checking this out on demand via the podcast or at RelentlessDaring.com. So before I get started, I do, I, I have a, a paid sponsorship because, well, it's not really a sponsorship, it's he gave me money because he thinks it's very important to get this message out. So please bear with me as I get this queued up. Hello. I am. I am Ichabod William Fleesom, lead attorney for I Will Fleesom Law Firm. It has been brought to our attention that FEMA will now be paying funeral costs for the fam- for family members who have died for- after being diagnosed with COVID. If you would like to use our services in order to attain your 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 funds that are due. Please contact us at the I Will Fleesome Attorneys at Law. And we will only take a small portion, about 97% of those costs, in order to ensure that you get what is owed to you by the federal government because your family members died from COVID. Again, I am Ichabod William Fleesom, lead attorney and senior partner at the I Will Fleesom Attorneys at Law. Okay, I, uh, Mr. Fleesom, thank you so very much. <laughs> okay, so, yes, uh, I believe he is uh, in direct competition with the law firm of Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. So, if, if you're wondering why there's an attorney, Mr. I Will Fleesome, who's trying to get your money, because FEMA says that your, peop- says that your family members died, and so they're going to pay for it, This is coming from Just the News. FEMA 
to reimburse families for COVID-19 funeral expenses. FEMA hopes to alleviate the overwhelming grief many families experience due to losing a loved one to COVID-19. The Federal Emergency Management Agency will help reimburse residents who have paid for the funeral of a family member who died of COVID-19 complications. Only those who incurred funeral expenses after January 20th, 2020 will be eligible for reimbursement. The virus arrived in the U.S. as early as late December 2019 or early January 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic has brought overwhelming grief to many families, FEMA says in an undated post on its website. Our mission is to help people before, during, and after disasters. We are dedicated to helping ease some of the financial stress and burden caused by the virus. The money is available only for virus-related deaths in the United States, U.S. territories, and the District of Columbia. Reimbursement applicant must be a U.S. citizen, but the deceased does not have to be. So, you know, it could be your mom visiting from Spain who died, and you decide, eh, she's here. She got sick here. She died here. My God, they're going to bury me here. Um, They will pay for her funeral. Uh, expenses are not eligible under the Coronavirus Response and Relief Supplemental, Supplemental Appropriations Act 2021 include flowers and obituary costs. So, yeah, if you bought flowers and, you know, paid for an obit, yeah, you won't get that money back. FEMA will start reimbursements in April, although it's unclear how many families will receive money. More than 500,000 people in the United States have so far died from the virus. So, and when I first heard about this, it was last night at uh, my Bible study because we did it a night early, and apparently uh, the matriarch of this Bible study, whose husband had passed away last fall due to pancreatic cancer, she was contacted about getting burial reimbursements. Well, didn't your husband die of COVID? No, he died of pancreatic cancer. But didn't he test positive with COVID? <laughs> but the uh, but she was just like completely taken aback, and I'm like, okay, this has got to be something completely crazy, and, and I'm missing it. And it turns out that it wasn't some crazy conspiracy rumor mill thing because FEMA has said it. (laughs) Sean says, it sounds like a nice thing to do, but will probably take a long time for FEMA to pay the family. Yes, because as the federal government has proven over and over again to anyone who's ever served in the military, the government really likes its money. And is really fast to take it from you. <laughs> and there's not in that big of a hurry to give it back. So, 
I mean, this is really more, I think it's going to re, re, really affect the reporting if, because they haven't given a cutoff date of when, when they're going to stop reimbursing. And there has been a, a, a literal, like falling off a cliff of numbers reporting. However, now once people realize, wait, dad passed away and we can get the burial costs defrayed. Hey, 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 doctor, can you, uh, can you go ahead and do a, a COVID test on him? I, I know he had a stroke, but you know, COVID can cause blood clot issues. And maybe that's the reason why he had the stroke, even though he had no symptoms of anything prior to his face falling slack and you were talking about your mouth and, and all of that. <laughs> uh, Pretty Princess Steve says, Numbers only mattered when they can make Orange Man look bad. Yeah, and it's 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 absolutely insane because really, if you notice, after January twentieth, that's where the numbers really started to go. Oh wow, look at that! Not anywhere near as many people are testing positive. Really, like, was it an hour? After Biden was inaugurated, the CDC and World Health Organization came out and said, you know, we're, we're really getting too sensitive on our tests. Really, we only need to be doing 30 cycles. This 45 cycles, you're just getting uh, viral detritus at that point. And it, it's absolutely nuts. And now the federal government is stepping in because just like when you build a house in a floodplain or on a coastline and you get the federal flood or federal hurricane insurance, they're going to pay you for your bad decision. But now they're going to pay you because you Pay you because Bob died. Oh, it, it, it sucks that Uncle Bob died and he was the only family you had left. Here, here's a thousand dollars to go towards the burial costs. Lady Dice says, or on Freaking Creek. Um, I lived on top of a hill and my basement flooded, but I didn't have federal flood insurance. So I couldn't do anything about the actual water damage to my house. Uh, let's see, Alyssa says, "Do you think they will require proof?" I I think they'll. Now I don't have all the details on this, but I would imagine that they're going to ask for a death certificate that lists COVID nineteen infection as one of the causes of death. Or else, I mean, it seems kind of silly that you know to imagine. Well, why why would they why would they want proof? 
But then again, there are times when the government does things that actually make sense. I know, I know it's rare. It doesn't happen often. But just because you don't have to prove your identity when you go to vote doesn't mean you don't have to show proof that your family member died of coronavirus and you're trying to get money. Uh, Steve says they'll look for any reason not to hand out the money to people. It only serves the government to pay companies to play along. Yeah, um, I, I could see that. Well, I mean, in the future, for deaths from COVID, I could see them just saying, hey, if your family member died, where's the funeral? Where Who's doing the service or the, the cremation? And we will just send a direct payment to them. Then it's nothing out of your pocket. But, you know, it's those first 520,000 deaths or however many. That's where they're going to have the problem because they will have to make direct payments. But it, it, it's craziness, though, that, you know, when the flu pandemic hit in 1918 through 1920, the government didn't pay for funerals unless, um, you know, yeah, we're having a mass cre- mass crematory out out back. If you want to bring your bring your family's bodies and throw in, we'll all mix all the ashes together. Steve says, this is where government will say, whoa, whoa, whoa. They died with COVID, not from it. Because, you know what's what's fun? Is convincing people on social media that George Floyd, while, yes, he did have a lethal dose of fentanyl in his system when the cop was kneeling on his neck, he was a COVID death. Because in his autopsy, he tested positive for the Rona. And and we've seen stories like that all over the news. There was a, a guy who died in a motorcycle accident. Huh, he was positive for Rona. Uh, in Colorado, just a, even as little as a few weeks ago, there was a big fight between the county and the state because the county was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This guy didn't die from COVID. He had it, but it was not the COVID that killed him. It was a car accident. But the state was insisting, no, 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 no. If he didn't have COVID, he wouldn't have had the car accident. It was the COVID that killed him. It's uh, it's absolutely, absolutely insane that all this is going on. And we are a country that is approaching $30 trillion in debt. We just took on another $1.9 trillion in debt. 
I think the actual number is sitting somewhere right around $28 trillion at this point. But, hey, you know what? This isn't part of that money that's been appropriated. This, this is money that's already been given to us to spend in emergencies. So really, you're not, we're not adding to the debt to pay for this. So we're going to take more taxpayer money, money that you worked your ass off for, money that was taken, to, taken from you, with little to no representation in Congress, mostly because a lot of the taxes that they do are, they're not debated on. They're just, you know, they're just kind of tagged on to other things. So you're going to be taking, taking your money that you worked your butt off for, and we're just going to redistribute it. Uh, Carl! We're not going to redistribute it. We're going to allocate it to other people who may not have the money to afford a funeral or they went into a, a grievous debt to pay for their loved one's funeral. It's so sad. Sad. So sad. So very sad. And... It's completely insane. And it just adds to all the sheer fear fapping going on all over the country. You know, one of the greatest purveyors of the panic porn is Dr. I'm doing air quotes. Dr. Eric Feigelding. A man who is so progressive that he took his wife's maiden name when they got married. Dr. Feigl Ding. He is a nutritionist. He has a PhD. He does not even have an MD. But <laughs> say that again. Eric Feigl Ding. Eric Feigl, F E I G L hyphen. Ding. Does she keep his balls in a jar? No, they're in there. They are securely in her purse. And every now and then when he's going to go on TV and say something, re- I almost said retarded. God, get, get it. No, you look like an idiot. Ah, I, I failed. Um, anytime he's going to go on TV and say something controversial, say something Oh, we're going to really get the fear going. She hands his balls back to him, says, Here you go, Eric, go play nicely. Here's a man who is so concerned about lockdowns and the schools need to be closed because of student safety. He loaded up his wife and his son and flew them back to Austria, where his wife is from. So his son. You guessed it. Go to school in person. And, but, you know, here we have school teacher unions going absolutely bat crap crazy 
because oh we we can't help it because the, the students unless you pay us a crap ton more money. Okay, well, okay. Here's a crap ton more money. Go back to work. Oh, we can't because we're we're still so concerned about the students. Oh my god. See, no, you're not concerned about the students. If you were concerned about the students, the schools would be open. The sc- you wouldn't have a massive spike in teenage and preteen suicides and suicide attempts. There would not be a massive spike in child abuse and the other uh other diseases of despair that have settled in because of lockdown. (laughs) Uh, Alyssa says on the chat room here, they just stopped tempting kids at my daughter's school because not one kid has had a temp since they started in October. Yeah. um, Even, even where I'm at and granted, I live out in the boonies. I think there are 800 kids in the entire school district where we're at. And here is how badly COVID has affected school this year. The high school had to do a two-week, yeah, you're going to learn from home because 19 students in a class of 50 were had to be quarantined because they tested positive for COVID. So, and then, you know, you had almost the entire, well, you had almost the entire high school out on quarantine because, hey, we were all exposed to these kids. My daughter said she walked into one of her classes. It was literally three people in the entire class. So they sent the high school home. The junior high that meets in the same building, they still went into school every day. The elementary school still went in every day. And that's just how bad it was. We had had a, a relatively small spike. So the school said, hey, all right, here's what we're going to do to mitigate it. And we're going to do it so it affects as few students as possible. I mean, I don't know why these big schools can't do that, but apparently they don't know how. But again, ever since, you know, people really started to realize that, yeah, COVID's a little bit a bigger deal than we originally thought, it has been a power grab. From governors, mayors, city councilmen, boards of aldermen, uh, members of certain members of the federal government outside of Donald Trump is absolutely just latched onto it because hey, we can seize control. And it's absolutely bat crap crazy. And the thing, though, is when you start to grab a hold of that control, you don't want to let go. And so that now you're seeing, 
Now, to the point where FEMA is like, hey, you know what? Ah, we got this money, so, hey, we know you buried four family members with the Rona, so we're going to pay for those funerals. We're going to make it up to you. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring, and I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop, and there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast, and as always, stay relentless. same cardboard flavored doormat textured protein bar how about drink mix packets for your water bottles that are full of artificial sweeteners tired of a whole regimen of pre-workout and protein shakes for your trip to the gym go to builtbar.com for their selection of great tasting protein bars built boost energy drink mixes and built go energy gels built bar offers 18 delicious flavors of protein bars with only four to five net carbs for you keto dieters six flavors of built boost energy drink mix and three flavors of built go energy gel built bars are made in america using real ingredients like honey and dark chocolate go to builtbar.com and use the promo code relentless to save 10 percent and let them know you heard about them from relentless daring All right, getting back into it. Um, so, of all the uh, crazy bat crap and sanity that's been going on, one of the things that was missed earlier this week was who the Senate confirmed uh, as the head of Health and Human Services. And this is from WND.com. Senate confirms unqualified extremist lawyer to oversee nation's health. In a 50 to 49 vote Thursday, the Senate confirmed an unqualified lawyer with a far left ideology, Javier Becerra, to manage health and human services. It was Senate Minority Leader, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell who condemned Becerra's partisan warfare and his far left ideology. Oh, it, that's in quotations. Partisan warfare ideology. And Carol Tobias, president of the National Right to Life, who described him as unqualified. Quote His confirmation shows just how far the pro abortion Democrats are willing to go to support abortion on demand and the demands of pro abortion groups. Javier Becerra has no health care experience, but plenty of abortion advocacy, and he is being rewarded by the Biden administration for that extremism. Becerra said that he's humbled by the task and I'm ready for it. (laughs) Uh, The Associated Press reported that Becerra is filling a key position in the Biden administration's coronavirus response and its ambitious push to lower drug costs, expand insurance coverage, and eliminate racial disparities in medical care. 
But he built his reputation on none of those issues while serving as California's attorney general and as a congressman. Tobias said Becerra's lack of health care experience is clearly, clearly disqualifies him from leading the nation's health care agency. Becerra, who sued the Trump administration 124 times, is known for his extreme defense of abortion. He prosecuted the two journalists who exposed the abortion industry's profiting from the sale of body parts of unborn children. Is Becerra unqualified to manage health and human services? Tobias noted that two most recent HHS secretaries, Alex Azar and Dr. Tom Price, had health care experience. Quote, the nation needs a secretary with the public health experience necessary to put an end to COVID-19 pandemic. Becerra's confirmation looks more and more like a deal with abortion groups to confirm an activist because Javier Becerra brings no health care experience to the position, but plenty of abortion advocacy. In fact, Planned Parenthood Action has lauded Becerra for his pro-abortion activism. He was also endorsed by the radically pro-abortion NARAL Pro-Choice America. Further, Tobias said, Becerra has been hostile to the pro-life movement. For example, he defended California's efforts to force pregnancy resource centers to advertise abortion, a move that the Supreme Court ruled unconstitutional. And he routinely opposed in-court pro-life legislation. He urged the FDA to drop restrictions on the abortion drug, Mif... Ha! Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the cold read. The abortion drug, Mephepristone. As a member of Congress, he voted against abortion restrictions based on the pain felt by the unborn child. He voted against a law to prevent the interstate transportation of minors to get abortions, against protections for infants who survive abortions, against making a crime to harm an unborn child, and against a ban on partial birth abortion. Abby Johnson, noted former Planned Parenthood manager who flood the abortion industry, described Becerra's hiring as, quote, perhaps the most devastating consequence of Biden's time in office thus far. This man has made it his mission to be a radical activist during his time in office. It's not enough for Javier Becerra to disagree with groups of people. He has demonstrated he wants to obliterate them, end quote. Evangelical leader James Dobson warned before the vote, one need only look at his work in California as the Attorney General to discern that Becerra-led HHS will work swiftly to advance the legalization of abortion through all stages of development and force you and me to pay for the murder of innocent children through taxpayer dollars, which we already do. Maybe not here, but we've gotten rid of the Mexico City thing via executive fiat, so... Yay, now we're paying for foreign abortions. He said, quote, Do you remember when Joe Biden pledged to be a president for all Americans? What a monumental lie. This is another flagrant example of President Biden's radical left and pro-death agenda, one that destroys life, compels citizens of a free nation to violate their consciences, and devalues women and girls. Marjorie Dannenfelser, president of the pro-life Susan B. Anthony list, said Becerra is infamous in the pro-life movement, well known for his record of attacking pro-life policies, 
protecting unborn life, as well as assaulting the conscience rights, the conscience rights of pro-life Americans. President Biden could not have picked a more eager and enthusiastic partner to destroy pro-life policy and expand abortion on demand. And it just goes on and on. And he is crazy-ass leftist. <laughs> Lady Di, I keep looking at those call buttons. I'm sure you do. Unfortunately, I don't have that, I don't have that uh, feature going on this yet. Kim says Becerra doesn't care about women or girls. Otherwise, he wouldn't be killing them in murders. Yeah. It's amazing how all these, we believe in women's health, uh, activist groups. Well, okay, if you believe, do you believe in women's health? Absolutely. So you do realize like 50% roughly of all babies that are aborted are biologically female. And there's a portion of the other 50% that could end up identifying as female later in life. <laughs> hey, but hey, if you want to be transphobic and misogynist, go right ahead. Kill the potential trannies and the women before they're ever born. <laughs> Alyssa says, everyone is equal, except for people who don't agree with them. Or as George Orwell wrote, all animals are equal. Just some are more equal than others. And this has been one of those things that I have been called a crazy conspiracy theorist. Had people tell me to put my tinfoil hat on. Stop listening to Alex Jones. All of this on social media because I dared point out the fact that It's not Joe Biden I'm particularly concerned about because he's a meat puppet. Joe Biden, it's it's the people who he are going to be around Joe Biden that worries me. The people who are going to be influencing policy. The people who are going to be whispering in his ear. People who are going to be poking him on the shoulder. Hey, hey, Joe, Joe, you really need to do this. Those are the people that I was concerned about, the AOCs, the Bernie Sanders, the Javier Becerras. I mean, even his own chief of staff came out and said, yeah, yeah, that whole swine flu thing uh, back during the Biden administration, (laughs) we totally screwed the pooch on that. See? (laughs) Alyssa says, I need to have an armadillo hat. I would, but I I don't like leprosy in my hair. Steve says, but remember, they don't see the unborn as human. How else can they justify their evil other than by dehumanization as they have done throughout history? And it's funny you, you mentioned that. Because... Dehumanization. You know who else is really great, was really great at dehumanizing people? The eugenicists of the early 1900s. 
those wonderful, amazing people who felt that the idiots, the morons, the mentally and physically infirm should not reproduce. People like Margaret Sanger, who said that, you know, yeah, it's, it's my goal in life to eliminate the human weeds. Or George Bernard Shaw, who once inquired, perhaps we should have a gentlemanly gas that kills painlessly, quickly. But you have to have a, a, a board of people that you know someone has to go in front of and explain why their life is of value. These are what helped fuel the ideas for one Adolf Hitler to have his final solution. Wow. In the United States, they're using this newfangled thing called birth control to control the number of Jews and blacks and Italians and immigrants and the feeble-minded. This is a brilliant idea because the first people that Hitler was killing wasn't Jews. The first people that Hitler was trying to get rid of were the useless eaters. These people who are physically infirm or deformed. These are... You know, adults with Down syndrome. Um, what the early autistic people were known as. Uh, idiots. It was absolutely... It was amazing that how much he was inspired not by anything over there, but by over here in the United States. And then you recall around April of last year, there were five governors who blessed off on their health secretaries issuing edicts that patients who were COVID positive but stable could be, will be readmitted back into nursing homes, long-term care facilities with other elderly patients who were highly, highly susceptible. And then when these, these other elderly residents started getting sick and dying, it wasn't. It wasn't Andrew Cuomo's policy that was the problem. No. It was the nurses. It was the janitors. It was the cooks. It was the front office workers coming in asymptomatic and spreading the spreading the virus. But that only lasted a few weeks before they had to rescind it. But you know what they didn't rescind? They didn't rescind an order that patients at, you know, group homes, 
for adults with developmental disabilities if they had to go to the hospital because of COVID and they were stabilized. The order was never rescinded that they had to accept those patients back. Again, why why does this sound like George Bernard Shaw and dealing with people that he believed were of no value to society? Except instead of a, a gentlemanly gas, at least five hundred residents of these long-term care facilities for the developmentally disabled died as a result of this policy. It's pure insanity. And if anything happens to Cuomo for that, or because honestly, I would love to see it happen to Tom Wolf. I would love to see that exuberant ray of beauty and womanhood, Dr. Rachel Levine from Health and Human Services, the former Director of Health and Human Services for the state of Pennsylvania. I would love to see her and all of her glorious womanly beauty go to prison because she knew. (laughs) Kim says, please don't call him a woman. Because Dick Levine knew what that policy would have, what that effect would have on the seniors living in these facilities, had its mom removed from care and put into a private place where, where she would not be exposed to a patient being readmitted with COVID. Pretty Princess Steve says, how, how dare you speak ill of a fat man who thinks he's a woman and lectures us on taking care of our health. Like this, Rachel Levine should go to jail because she knowingly, knowingly issued that order while at the same time going, you know what? My mom is in one of those facilities. I'm going to move her out. Absolutely asinine. But before we go, I'm going to share some good news. So, a few years ago, when when Donald Trump was running for president, he had an amazing array of followers. There were students who would show up to school picture day wearing their Trump Make America Great Again shirts. only to have the school yearbook 
edit them out. And and the 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 news media at the time made it sound like it was the teacher's fault. She chose to do it. The school board let the media go about it. Even though it was them who ordered the teacher to do it. I have this story from Legal Insurrection. Trump supporting teacher forced to edit MAGA shirt out of yearbook photo gets $325,000 settlement. A district policy made it impossible for Susan Parsons to defend herself. Former New Jersey teacher Susan Parsons will receive a $325,000 settlement from the Wall Township School District after alleging her bosses forced her to edit a MAGA shirt in a 2016-17 yearbook. Parsons, who voted for President Donald Trump, claimed her bosses made her the scapegoat after the story made national news, leading to hate mail and threats. The school district suspended Parsons at the time. She returned to work, but the school stripped her of her yearbook advisor job. The story involved Grant Berardo and two other students alleged censorship over Donald Trump. According to CNN, a brother and sister at the school alleged censorship. Wyatt Debervich Fago wore a sweater vest in his picture with a Trump campaign logo, but it was seemingly cropped out of the photo. His sister, Montana, served as president of the school's freshman class. That role usually comes with a quote next to a picture, and Montana selected, quote, I like thinking big. If you're going to be thinking anything, you might as well think big. Tremendous, tremendous. School board president Allison Connolly feigned shock. <gasps> oh, no. Describing the allegations as disturbing. Superintendent Cheryl Dyer said altering a photo only happens with, quote, clothing referencing drugs, alcohol, or violence, end quote. Parsons eventually filed a lawsuit seeking damages for a pay increase that was pay increase that was withheld, emotional harm, and other damages. Parsons could not defend herself because the district had a policy prohibiting employees from doing interviews without the superintendent's permission. She asked the district to eliminate that rule. Parsons spoke out two years later in 2019. In her first interview about the 2017 incident, Susan Parsons told New Jersey Advanced Media she was shocked Wall Township School District administrators blamed her for making an edit she says was demanded by the school secretary, a proxy for the principal. Now, Parsons, a veteran digital media teacher, wants school officials punished for the lie fed to the media and community, she said. Quote, if you have any teacher that lied, withheld evidence, conspired to hide the truth, they wouldn't have a job. How is it that this isn't applied to administration as well? Parsons' versions of what transpired hinges on what she said was a verbal order from McChesney as the secretary flipped through the yearbook proofs and ordered changes. That's got to go. Parsons recalled McChesney telling her as she pointed the t-shirt in December 2016, just before the yearbook deadline. 
Though Parsons did not agree with the order, she did not think the decision was politically motivated. It was just controversial, she said of the t-shirt. Parsons said McChesney was an authority figure in the school who had carte blanche over the yearbook pages and routinely communicated orders from Sergio, the school principal. The school has always forced Parsons to edit yearbook photos to avoid anything controversial, including photoshopping shirts onto students on a beach trip and blurring a feminist sticker on a laptop. The Wall Board of Education did not admit any wrongdoing or liability. Parsons will get $204,000 and the rest covers attorney's fees. She received $25,000 in 2019 after she challenged the school's media policy, which left her unable to defend herself as previously noted. Parsons could not have a normal life after the story. The fallout made Parsons akin to some scourge, she said. She was flooded with hate mail and voice messages. Her personal swimming lesson business received negative online reviews after the controversy, and she no longer felt safe leaving her quiet street to run errands in the community. A life of bike rides, walks on the beach, and family parties morphed into Parsons' hold up at home, missing events with her two children and grandchildren. What hurts most about the experience, Parsons said, is that her character has been scarred. Even though this information is coming out, not everyone is ever going to be told the truth. Most people don't care. They'll just remember that woman, that nutcase, who did she think she was? So, in... All the insanity, there is a bright shining light, or at least a dimly shining light, that eventually the truth does come out, as we've seen with, you know, Andrew Cuomo and all of his insanity with the uh, nursing home death, as we've been seeing with, you know, People coming out that, oh, Andrew Cuomo touched me. And, and that's not to say that that didn't happen or that they were legit sexual assaults or sexual harassment. But anyone who's ever had to sit through any corporate or government sexual harassment class knows sexual harassment is in the eye of the harassed. So, that's going to wrap up this week's show. So, something else I've started getting into. So, I have the Whiskey Pod. I, I've also been doing a little writing. Uh, if you go, on to, go over to substack.com and search for Tyler Morgan over there, you'll find that I've got a couple articles posted. Uh, I've got one where I just eviscerate Carl Rove. Yay! Because he's a worthless sack of crap who needs to be eviscerated every chance he gets. And then last week I published an article about the hindlining of Tucker Carlson. Now, anyone who knows uh, the work of Robert Heinlein knows that he was not a fascist. He was not one of these guys who held the idea that to be fully franchised into citizenship, you have to serve the country. Was that part of what he wrote in Starship Troopers? Yes. But it was satire. 
he wrote Starship Troopers because he was pissed that, you know, Eisenhower's like, yeah, well, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to continue our nuclear tests, and we're going to trust that the Soviet Union is going to do the same thing. And then the Soviets started blowing up nukes. But I, I, I applied the term Heinleining because in Starship Troopers, to achieve full franchise as a citizen, you have to serve in the as part of the Federation. So, with all the criticism against Tucker Carlson, especially coming from the, com- the command enlisted senior leader for Space Command, you know, dropping the appeal to authority, he has exactly zero days ex- of service in the military. As a veteran, I was somewhat incensed, so I, I went on a little typing spree about it. So you can go to substack.com, check it out there. Again, thank you so much. Um, if you're going out there and checking it, checking out those articles, please share them. Just like with the show, you share it, it gets it out there. I, I'm trying to just expand to do more of everything that I'm working on here. And y'all, the listeners are the biggest part of that. So thank you so much for sharing it and getting the word out there. It's awesome. I'm glad you're part of the show. If you're listening to this show on podcast on Apple, the same four things I ask every week. Number one, subscribe. You get the notification every time the new episode posts sometime early on Sunday morning. Then rate it, preferably five stars. Leave a nice review. That way when it pops up as a suggested podcast, people look at the reviews and go, hey, you know, people seem to generally like this guy. Except for that dude. Don't know what his problem was. And finally, as I just said, share the episode. Send it to a person who you think will like the show. Send it to a person who you think will be driven completely up the wall by the show. I don't care. Spreading hate and discontent is one of my favorite activities. And it's not going to hurt my feelings if you use me as a tool of spreading hate and discontent. So, again, thank you so very much. I'm trying to think, is there anything else I need to do? Uh, nope. That's going to wrap it up for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.